I sold 60 cookies in one hour, and I'm going to tell everyone how I did it on the podcast today. Oh, that sounds interesting, twin. I'm Heather Miracle with Sugar Cookie Marketing, a group of talented people on Facebook who sell, you guessed it, sugar cookies, but we also have people who sell cakes, Macs, cheesecakes, keto things, and a few more odds and ends. We've reopened the group. So if you're pending, we're working on it. We have a slow trickle of 2,000 new member requests 99% of which I think could be spam. So we are working on letting people in without overriding the group with a bunch of spam content. Um, this Corey is our ninth episode, ninth episode, season one, episode nine, episode nine. Can't wait for season two and season three. <laughs> I have no idea when those will start. <laughs> um, if you're into marketing stats, which if you're in sugar cookie marketing group, you should be, I have written down some of the stats about the podcast. Ooh, lay them on me. Okay. We started this podcast on March 4th, 2021. That's 54 days. I feel like it's been five years, but okay. <laughs> Time is crawling. Uh, today, there are a total downloads. This would mean people who access one episode okay. is 9,446. Getting ready to cross the cross threshold. Crossing the threshold of 10K. <laughs> if I had a dollar for everyone who listened to this podcast. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have zero dollars. Okay? <laughs> Something we're doing wrong here. I'll figure it out. Uh, the most listened to episode is Corey's publicity stunt on episode seven, where she said that terrible thing about a group member. Woo-woo! And 40% of all listens are from Apple Podcasts. I feel like we have androids and are on the outcrowd. 75% of people listening to us from a phone is from an Apple phone. It only leaves 15% from an Android That's phone. That's me. That's me and you. Me and you. It is amazing how much Apple has cornered the market. And of all those 9,446 people, 29 people have listened to us on a smart TV, which is horrifying. <laughs> I don't know. It just said they're listening to you on a smart TV. I like TV. to think that the 10,000 people listened to us on accident. Like, they kept the podcast going in the car. Right. Like, you know when you fall asleep and you forget to set the sleep timer and you wake up 10 years later yeah. and it's still flying? Okay, Corey, that was my intro. Take it away. Why should we listen to you about marketing? Okay, so Heather and I... Because she said so. Because I said... That's a mom move right uh, there. <laughs> Mother's Day's coming up. Uh, Heather and I have been in the marketing and sales realm for the past 10 years and probably so we about, started when we were three but together we've actually run a marketing agency together for the past six years so when too we tell long. you like six years too long maybe <laughs> um so we enjoy helping people grow their businesses we grow our client businesses and we saw this little break in the cookie market where people were undercharging, overworking, getting burnt out. And we said, hey, let's start a group. You're answering a question that's from the text voicemail. Oh, my bad. Okay. <laughs> this is Corey Twin too. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So in the marketing minutes, we wanted to talk about something that is near and dear to Corey's heart. <laughs> <laughs> follow train. So I'm going to say to you, Corey, this is Heather speaking. Sure. I'm going to say what a follow train is to me, and you correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Oftentimes we see them in large Facebook groups, mm -hmm. almost exclusively, where someone says, hey, I need more followers. Here's a link to my Instagram. And then within an hour, there's about 250 comments of just links to either Instagram or Facebook pages where you're technically supposed to go and like all those pages, but I can guarantee it's not happening. I feel like OP gets... 
OP. OP, OP benefits. gets like a hundred followers. Right. But the little peons in the comment section where you get like five tops or something like I that. I think you'd be stretching. I think by the time you get to the 250th comment, maybe the person who comments, I'm going to mm-hmm. highly doubt that they like the person above them, but maybe they'll like the one person above them. Maybe OP is definitely just cashing in. Oh, yeah. There's there's flaws when it comes what to is OP. I know we use oh. it a lot and people don't realize what, what is it is. What is it Original poster. Original poster. My bad. OP. If we, I, you've been using it like you know. You know, no, I've used it so much that I forgot what the real <laughs> words are. So when you see somebody like I say in the group a lot, "Hey, OP," that's just "Hey, original poser," you know, in an anonymous form is when you would technically use Heather it. Heather says, "Oh, I'm just so sorry. I just table. dropped my Man. phone." <laughs> Man, I, we can, I'm sorry for your listening ears. Corey's fidgeting. <laughs> okay, so follow trains are to me. Not the best marketing move. Of course, you can run your business however you want. Um, Heather and I personally stay away from follow trains. We don't support them. We don't post them in the group. But we don't delete them because, again, your business is how you want to run it. But we just say you should be intentional. You should, every time you make a move in marketing, you should say, why am I doing this? And what is the goal? And who am I doing it for? And I don't know that follow trains are asking all those questions because if you did, I'm not sure that you'd want to participate. I think they ask one question of... Do I get more page likes? Right. Yes. Okay, cool. And if your goal, so in in marketing, we call page likes, which are soon to be page follows because they're getting rid of page likes. Mm-hmm. That is a vanity metric. What does that mean, Corey? So a vanity metric is almost like something that provides social proof. So say if I started a page yesterday, Heather's my only page like because yeah. she's my biggest supporter, Doo-doo. and I start selling today. If a random person happened to see a post and say, hey, I might want to buy from them, they might feel that I'm a fly-by-nighter, I'm maybe not uh, well-known, I could take their money and run. Uh, So page likes, to a certain extent, create social proof. So someone could buy from me and not feel like they're the first and only person. Now, here's an interesting thing. Social proof, the number of page likes you have is different per industry for us to feel like it's legitimate. If I went to a local remodeler here in Virginia and I saw that they had 100,000 page likes, I would be actually turned off. I would. But if they had something around four to 500, that's more normal. Uh-huh. If I saw maybe 2,000 to 4,000, that would be kind of pushing it. If I saw something crazy, 100,000, in today's how Facebook works today, it would be a red right. flag. If it was like an influencer mm-hmm. and they didn't have 100,000, I would be alarmed then. Right. So we, you know, are working with an influencer who has a small following, which makes me think, hmm, I wonder what is, it could be her target's a little different or she has a smaller niche. Absolutely. Which she does buddy it up with a group. So that makes a lot more sense. But an influencer is going to have bigger numbers. A small business is going to have smaller numbers. And that is intentionality. Yes. And that is normal. If you're a local business and you can only serve locally, like Heather and I can't ship out of Virginia, uh, we're going to have local numbers. So that's, I'm okay with that. But now sugar cookie marketing page, bigger, bigger can reach globally. So we should be having higher numbers based off of our target audience. Right. So that, that matches and that is intentional in marketing. Um, the problem with follow trains is a lot of people are going after other bakers. And I swear to God, they're not going to buy something from you because they can make it themselves. Right. So if I, so, let's pretend I'm a business, right? I'm a small sugar cookie baker in Northern Virginia. What does it benefit me to have a bunch of bakers across the United States following my page and Instagram? It actually doesn't benefit you at all. It hurts you. Because my goal is what? Because your goal is to sell locally and to get engagement on your post so you reach more people locally. 
Right. So the thing is, here's here's the conundrum of follow trains. I want more people to engage. Will cookie people engage? Possibly. Most likely not. Most likely not. They're too busy trying to get their own engagement rate up. Right. Right. So our goal as a small business is to reach my target audience, which is frankly not other cookie people. Yes. It is moms, local moms group, local teachers associations, local neighborhoods, things like that. Think of the engagement rate as a ratio. The amount of people who like your page divided by the people who actually engage with your page. Mm -hmm. And then there's the engagement rate of your page. So let's say I had a hundred people. Okay. Don't, don't send me a hard math. I'm not going to spring on you a math problem like you sprung on me. (laughs) So let's say we have a hundred people following my, let's do Facebook page. Okay. Right. So we say following because likes are going the way of the dodo. So following my Facebook page, then let's say only 10 of them are my target audience. Okay. We have 90 people who are busy growing their own small sugar cookie baking business throughout America. Right. Now, when I make a post, if, those people aren't engaging because they're too busy. And then my 10 people can't even see it anyways, because I have a hundred people and nobody's engaging. My post reaches fewer of my target audience. That is already small anyways. Right. So that's why we say to guard your page likes and to guard those follows. Uh, Because when you start bogging down a page and then you get these astronomical follow numbers, but no engagement, that is hard to switch around. Right. So Here's an interesting thing that Facebook is doing. I keep mentioning the followers and likes switch Mm -hmm. because it is a good thing that is disguised as a bad thing, right? So a lot of people, if you've ever gone to a page, you can follow or like my page. You hear that say like follow or like my page. You can, you could can now, but it's starting to switch over. You could like a page, but not follow it. Corey, what happens when somebody does that? When they, how about, I think it's when they follow a page and don't like it. When they, no, no, no. You like the page, but don't follow it. That's how it is. Then, then you're just this blind. You'll being. never ever see a post made by that page. So you're a like number. So let's say if I have a hundred people and ninety people liked but did not follow, ninety people would never ever see a post from me. Right. And when I went to networking groups in the past, and people are like, "So and so invited you to like their page," I would like it but not follow it because, because you felt was. obligated. Yeah. But you had no interest. Yes. And interest is the key to selling on Facebook. So when we have these pages that are bogged down by likes who do not follow, Facebook realizes this is dead weight for everybody anyways, because you cannot reach that person if they do not like and additionally follow. So Facebook is saying, forget likes. So likes numbers are always higher than follow numbers because those you can like it without following it. Yeah. Dead weight. Dead weight. That bigger number will be disappearing. Right. So Mm -hmm. what we say, instead of focusing on getting more likes, because that is a vanity metric, Mm -hmm. focus on getting more engagement on your posts. So the more engagement you get on the post, the more feeds you end up, the more reach you have, the more potential sales. The new vanity metric should be engagement. It should be. And so that's why we, we love engagement. We love focusing on that. I never bring to a client and say, look how many page likes you got, unless that's something that they're wanting, but we try to explain to them uh, what is more beneficial engagement over likes. So a lot of people say, talk to me about this elusive algorithm. And the algorithm is not published. It is AI. It is something complex, more complex than most of us could probably understand. But the gist is this. If people like seeing this, then if we show it to more people, more people will probably stay on the platform. The goal of the algorithm is to get you to stay on the platform. So if I post a post and then I ask my mom and my sister and my twin and my cat to all like, comment, share, I have manufactured engagement. And that's the kind of metrics we do like. 
Right. So like, I would say if you could go on a like, comment, share train rather than a follow train, good luck trying to explain that to somebody. Yeah. But if you could, you know, I've seen some people said, feel free to go to my page. Please don't like it. I want to show you something, but I don't want you to be dead weight. Yeah. And it's the most respectable request you can really make. True. So follow trains. No bueno. No bueno. I hope so. Just for the, just give me a summarization of why follow trains are not good. Follow trains. Do not promote engagement. Engagement is what you need to focus on because it gets your content in more feeds. Um, follow trains just kind of bog focus, down your numbers. Bog down your numbers. Focus on likes, but decrease your engagement because you're focusing on the wrong audience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say if it were me and it was my business, mm-hmm. I I'd never participate in follow trains. Um, and if I could recommend a client not to, I would. Mm-hmm. And if I could recommend to the group not to do those, we will never close them down. I'd like to see when people recommend, like, come back and say, hey, what if this? What if you can say, have you considered this about follow trains? Right. And so we don't have them a lot in Sugar Cookie Marketing Group. We did have one the other day, and it had 300 comments on it. (laughs) Yeah, it was very well. But at the end of the day, it's your business. You can grow it or you can sapuku it. Right. It's whatever you want to ruin it, however you want to ruin it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But, okay, like, a lot of people are like, oh, no, I already did the follow trains. Right. Okay, well, would you have to have to go through and ban them? Yeah. But Which they are not going to – they won't care. know. They don't And care. they don't care because they don't engage with your right. stuff. So would you recommend people trimming the fat off their, their lists? Yeah, I think trimming the fat is good, especially if you have a good page and it was – you did it one time and you just have a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't be too hard to get yeah. rid of them. And um, you can go into your page, people and other pages, and you can kind of – it's going to take a little – uh, search and <laughs> yeah, and to find them and then ban them from your page. It's offensive. I don't know. I doubt people would ever realize no. it. Um, frankly, if you ban them, they can't search for you anyways. So they just think you went out of business. Yeah. <laughs> but it. what's rolling out with the new Facebook page experience is they want Facebook pages to almost be their own unique profiles. So pages can follow other pages. True. And I'll be curious how that affects engagement rate. So the, the page is actually getting its own newsfeed. And you can see some of it on some profiles now. Yeah. And the page would interact with other pages. And now pages become their own entity versus this people connected to pages. I wonder. I, I, it'll be interesting to see how that affects. But maybe maybe there's something there to explore in following having pages follow pages. Um, but I'd be probably keeping it trimmed there, too. I would, too. Right. So, okay, Corey, that makes a lot of sense. So, boo boo to the choo choo. Boo boo to the choo choo. Bye bye, Fox. <laughs> it is fun. The thought of supporting somebody with actually doing absolutely no action at all is noble. Um, but it, it, there's so much more beyond that one time noble action. Right. There's that- a lot of upkeep there. And the people who are more willing to do that, I always tell my friends, like, I have a friend named Mike, and he'll be like, Who are you working with today? Hey, we've got this hot sauce company. And all of a sudden, I'll be like, Mike. Like, comment, and share. And I'm like, ah, great. Thank you, sir. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so that takes us – I think I didn't even go through the script. We have our intro, which we've done. We just covered our marketing minutes, and now we're going into the business of baking. After that, we'll do the The voicemails. Then we'll do some group stuff that's, like, upcoming cool stuff that we think you should know about and then end up with Corey's attack on – color blade (laughs) (laughs) so the business of baking again Corey's taking the mic this one with astroturfing one of my favorite marketing terms that not a lot of people know but Corey, you introduced this podcast today you sold 60 orders in one hour through astroturfing break it down okay so i saw a lot of people in the group who were a little disheartened or discouraged because they weren't selling a ton of mother's day things uh teachers appreciation happens on the same week 
Uh, so I had, if you are in the group, you saw these kind of cool pencil cookies. I think everyone in the group exclusively saw your pencil cookies. If I see that pencil cookie one more time, I'll grab the pencil cookie and (laughs) And poke my eye out. Um, So what I did, I said, let me just think what I could do, add value uh, to the podcast today. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I did. um, So maybe you can replicate it too. Which the key we, here is what? to pay attention to the nuances about what Corey's going to tell you. True. Okay, so I did not, I went to a local parents group. Okay. And I posted as myself, not not any page or anything like that. Great, because it's very hard to get into groups as pages. That has to be the admins letting you in, and, and most, most of those groups do not allow it. And to an extent, if I posted as my page, it does come off across salesy. Hello, salesy. What I wanted to do was to spark curiosity. Okay. So I, like I posted it. that very well-staged photo. Very nice photo. Almost a stock photo, dare Almost I say. Almost a stock photo. And I posted, I have it written here, so let me just actually read it. Okay. My caption, I didn't even include my business page name. I didn't want it to come because across Because without as, the business page name, it's hard to accuse Corey of selling. It was hard, and you don't feel sold too. Frankly, this is how we ask people who want to sell in the group to figure out a workaround to not sell in the group. There are magic ways to do it, and it takes a strategy. So I posted, because we know the first sentence is the most important. People only have microwave mindsets, so what I said first Also with the expanding of comments. And also with the expanding expanding of comments. Right. Heather didn't even come to the group to help my post last night, so I was so offended. Um, So I said, I made these for Teacher Appreciation Week next week, and my son's teacher went crazy over them. So you've already got, hey, this is a great gift, and I get validation that the teacher also likes this gift. Right. So every person who forgot that Teacher's Appreciation is next week is now clued in to they have One, you reminded them that there is a thing. You told them that this product, this gift sells. And that teachers ate them up, literally and figuratively. So my first sentence did a lot of the heavy lifting for me. So anyone who is curious enough to stop and see the picture and scroll to read that first sentence knew that, hey, they might fall into my target demographic. Um, The next thing I said, my sister said I should share them here. Because I'm only going to just make a few, and I was keeping them all to myself. So you pass the blame along. So I, I didn't want to do blame. this. Gun in my head, I had to. My sister made me. It yeah. wasn't me. I yeah. didn't want to. Uh-huh. And then I, with that, I'm only going to make a few more. Now we have created the fear of missing out. So not only did you forget about Teacher Appreciation Week next week, you only have a limited time to partake. So she's got scarcity, time. Uh, what would be the thing? The call to action. My next is there, $4 each with a pickup in Burke on Monday. So look, Corey gave all the details. She did not make them guess for pricing, but you also cleaned up a lot of the the spam you would have gotten. Not spam, but people saying, oh, yeah, that's too expensive. Yeah, because my time is money here. Mm -hmm. I knew that if they weren't willing to pay $4, they are not my ideal client. Right. So Corey didn't make them guess. Yeah, could you have made him guess and try to sell him on it? I don't think you wanted to put that work in. So just, hey, put pricing in your original post. Guess who's not going to message you? The people who do not want to pay that much. Exactly. So what we did here, the caption was short and sweet. Our stage photo was perfect. The photo carried a lot of Oh, this, the photo stopped the scroll. But the copy supported everything. Exactly. The co- so I, if she got my attention with the photo... She kept it with her first line. Imagine that there's a character limit before you have to expand a comment, a post. She got me with the post. Then she made me feel like she didn't have a lot left. And then my final thing was message me if you're interested. So what I did was I took it off. You took it offline. And she did not post her page. I love that. I think that was genius. 
and she passed the blame along to somebody else. Hey, I I wasn't going to post these, but my sister said it would be unfair if I didn't. Yeah. So what we did there was we created the fear of missing out. I took it to Messenger. So people are like, just damned you. What is that doing to people who now find I'm this like, post? oh my goodness, there's too many people damning her. She said she only had not a lot left. I need to message her now. And that's exactly how I sold 60 units, $4 each in less than an hour. So why do we call that astroturfing? You explain it better. You love So a lot of times people like a grassroots campaign. I just hit the pavement out there. When you're faking some of this, it is called astroturfing, fake grass, right? So you have grassroots where you're out there for 12 hours, but can we astroturf it so we're out there for zero hours and still making a bunch of sales? It's a manufactured marketing campaign. True. Because who, who, what does limited amount mean? You don't know if I have right. nine employees and my limited amount is a thousand. Right. So what Corey did is astroturfed in us some psychological responses to buying. She said, I don't have a lot left. She reminded of us of the event. She told us it was a heavy hitter and people were eating it up. Really? Mm-hmm. And then she said, she had the call to action, DM me if you'd like it. Right. So they got all the information they needed to really come to me with an educated choice. Really, all they needed to do was say, I need eight of them. Uh, because they knew pickup is Burke, it's pickup on Monday. Then I sent them my business page in the DMs. I sent them my Venmo. Which is not promotional anymore because you took it right. out of the group. So if the group does have promotional rules, you do have to respect the group admins. Exactly. So, I, I agree. Right. So a lot of people were like, well, my groups don't. Listen, a lot of groups have designated days that you can promote. Mm-hmm. So I create a spreadsheet of the groups that are local to us and when and where they post those threads that we're allowed to sell in. So it's I don't have to reinvent the wheel. If Western Prince William Chatter says you can promote on Mondays in this thread, I'll put it in a spreadsheet and I'll set a calendar reminder. Hey, Monday at 8, he's going to post that thread soon. Let me jump in on it. Because the higher the comment, the better it does. Exactly. So that is exactly what we did. Ended up selling 60 cookies in one hour. Um, and that is what I feel like I could do on this Sunday for pickup on Monday. So if you feel like you have not sold anything... I want you to try this. Follow the rules of your groups, though. But try to take an approach of what your end users thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just say, here's 50 million I would options. Say include everything Corey mentioned. Here, I want a great photo. Really, you can't skimp on the photo. If your photo looks like doo-doo, then you're not going to get the leads you want. That's why we focus on it so much in the group. Um, I want a reminder of when Teacher Appreciation Day is. I want a call to action. I want scarcity. And I want... I, if you want to save yourself from headache, put the price in there. Yeah. Because that's going to clear out the riffraff tire kickers that don't want to buy from you but want to waste your time. And it's going to have people coming to you with just the amounts. Corey, it, I have a final question for sure. you. There are some people who said, okay, but I don't want to follow the pickup in Burke on Monday. I want to make some changes. I want to add this. I want to add that. How did you handle those? So it was, I know Heather talked about business boundaries a couple episodes ago. Um, so I definitely had that in the back of my mind. Someone said, can you make them personalized? No, I cannot. They will all say thank you. But she said it in a nice way. Oh, she did. And you then, did. Oh, absolutely. We were both <laughs> nice. I was rude. <laughs> no, no, thank you. No, I said, no, that's just not something I'm offering right now. She said, that's totally fine. I'll make my own little cards for each. Great. Absolutely. One lady said, I do not have Venmo. I said, I am sorry. Right now, I am only accepting Venmo. She created an account, paid me via Venmo. Amazing how when people truly want, want something, something, they'll move heaven and earth. One lady said, can you make them on Sunday? I cannot come Monday. I said, I am so sorry, but I am decorating them on Sunday, they will not be ready. Now her husband is coming on Monday to pick them up. So it was amazing. But if they had dropped it off because of these business
business boundaries, that would have been fine because they're just not my fit. And they're not my ideal client. If they can't fit my boundaries and I can't fit what they're looking for, we weren't a good mix. But I, I yeah, I want to say, do not be mean to these people. No, and absolutely. So I, I hey, I appreciate you asking. Unfortunately, I cannot. Right. You know, hey, if you know, if somebody said, hey, can you make this custom? I don't make these custom for this set, but I can offer you custom orders if you'd like to place them at a later date. Yeah. Do not burn the bridge of the person who you've already spent the time marketing to. They got their wallet in their hand. They are just not the perfect fit today, but that won't mean they won't be the perfect fit down the road. To that point, one lady said, hey, can you make my daughter's fifth birthday cake? I said, hey, I love eating buttercream, but buttercream does not like me and it doesn't like to stick on my cakes, but I appreciate you asking. But if you ever wanted cookies for her birthday, let me know. Guess who's ordering cookies for her birthday. But what you could have done if you were kind of rude would have been like, I don't sell cakes. Even if it's true, which is true, you don't sell cakes. That is very harsh. It is very harsh. We do not like Brillo pad people. We want soft, smooth, make me feel good. I just, hey, they don't know. And I ended up getting a sale because while I did say no, I also said yes, which I think you talked about, what, last week? Or the say week no by saying yes. Yeah. So it ended up working in my favor. Now I have a whole bunch of work to do on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But you get a whole bunch of money. Yeah. So I'm super happy with it. So that seat, look, Corey right there. She had a business boundary. She had a limitation on how many orders she was willing to accept. I think you ended up deleting the post after. I did delete the post when I felt like I had hit my stride. Yeah, yeah. How many you wanted to deal with. And now you're happy. You're happy with the money. You're happy. The clients are happy. And then we'll see what comes on um, Monday when they come to pick up. Yeah. And I'd say for your pickup, just remind them if you don't pick it up in this time, we'll donate them to a teacher. Exactly. And everyone has paid. Right. So Corey's will not. Corey will not be left out in the cold. And then she's not the going cookies to. cookies might, but not me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Corey and I often have that disclaimer. Hey, if you end up get if life gets in the way and you can't pick these up, we're not going to be sitting out on the porch for an extra five hours, but we will donate these to a family who need or to a family who has a lot of kids or to a teacher um, that may want just, you know, a little thoughtful right. gift. But I know that the money's in my pocket. So and- it doesn't matter what they do. You're not offended. No. So a lot of people, get you get burned one time. Somebody doesn't show yeah. up and then you're like, wow, it's we, I could recommend this to everyone unless it's a larger custom order. Even then I'd still recommend it hundred percent payment up front. Uh, Corey and I in our day jobs have quite bigger invoices than cookies. Um, but we do not lift it. I've learned the hard way. You don't lift that pinky until that invoice comes in as big. Yeah. I don't get excited about a sale, whether it be for our marketing agency or cookies until that money is mm-hmm. in my account. So and- many times Corey and I at the beginning <sighs> yeah. of marketing agency have put in a lot of work only for them to never actually pay. And it was a hard lesson learned. We'd spent hours in meetings, hours in planning and, um, storyboarding this marketing campaign only for them to turn around and be like, hey, I don't think we, it it was almost they wanted us for show. Yeah. And we learned the hard way, but now we've learned. So we don't even go for the celebratory lunch until it's paid. Oh, until the money is in the account. And I get that email saying so much money is in your account. But then like game, game time. Then we got to do all that marketing. Then we got to follow up on all our promises. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is fine. It's a lot easier to work when you get paid for it. Oh yeah. And it's good to limit your excitement. It's it's exciting when you get a lead. That is exciting. Someone's interested in you, but it is bad to 
invest in that lead until they've invested in you. Mm-hmm. So I only count people as I my people, clients. Yeah, I hide people up, say like, oh man, we have, thank you so much for reaching out. We have a lot of great ideas for you. And after you get this invoice paid, I'm going to send it in the next hour. We can schedule a Zoom call and kind of go through ideas you have and things that you want. Expect that email though. Yeah, and once they paid, okay, we're we're on the same level of excitement. Yeah. Even if they point. ask questions, I'll answer them in the broad terms, like, "Hey, this is how we handle that." But once you get that invoice paid, we can really dig Dive into your deep. account. Yeah, so we've learned that the hard way. Uh, I think most people do learn that one the hard way, but I definitely have. So you people who haven't learned this yet, learn it from people who have <laughs> learned it the hard way. Save yourself some headache and some stress. Yeah. Really shoot for that 100% payment up front, and don't use your location as an excuse here. Um, there's people in small towns that buy expensive Toyota pickup trucks that are $50,000. I think they can handle paying your cookie order up front. I a hundred percent. It's a luxury you. item, right? We do not need this stuff. And then, uh, also dealing with 50 up front, 50 posts, you're dealing with two different payment processes. Now. Yeah. I don't want to have to have the time to chase somebody down. And some people do 50%, uh, at time of booking 50% two weeks before the date that still Another time I have to reach out to somebody. Uh-huh. So that's why we... These are point, points that they can fall out of your funnel. The more contact points you have... Um, the more excuses arise. Mm-hmm. That's why we collect 100% of the payment up front so that future Corey, future Heather aren't hating past Corey, past Heather. Right, which has happened. So also learn from past Corey and past Heather. Do not do what they do. <laughs> Um, moving along, now we're going to our voicemails. I actually got um, a bunch of texts this time, so we're going to just read them out loud. Anna Pauline texted. This is this is just a shout-out one. I love it. Okay, I love it. Okay. Hello, twins. This is Anna from the Facebook group. I own Needy Lady Bakery. And needy is spelled like K-N-E-A-D-Y. Needy. She's like, it's punny, right? I love a pun. I just wanted to give you both equally, am I right? A shout-out for the amazing podcast. I can't wait for my husband to go to bed on decorating nights so I can bust out Spotify and catch up on my skills. P.S. Heather, look away for this part. Corey, you're my fave. Okay, tell Heather to come back and you look away now. Heather, you are my fave. That is hilarious. <laughs> okay, Corey, we have a text. It is purposefully anonymous Wahahaha, from Miami, Florida. I'm going to okay. read it to you. Hi, twins. If there's one thing we know, it's that no one has died from not ordering cookies at midnight. If there are two things, the second is that decorated sugar cookies are a luxury item. Amen. And with luxury items comes the expectation of an elevated customer experience. Can you talk about how language, spelling, and grammar impact the experience for buyers, or does it not? That is actually a fantastic question, yeah. and it absolutely does. Oh, me when, and Grammarly just streaks yeah. in horror. Uh, when Heather goes to this, unfortunately, she's never invited me, but whatever, this steakhouse called DC Prime. Uh, when you go there... You're paying, how much is it for one steak? Okay, I want to let you know, I showed up on a motorcycle because I thought it was like a dive bar. And when you walked in, the the waiter that sat you down, the maitre d' had a, the white napkin over their arm and were standing at attention. I was like, oh no, my wallet <laughs> is not ready and neither is my outfit. <laughs> but Heather, the pricing of the steak, what, how much was it? It's over $100. $100 for per steak? Yeah. Oh my, no wonder you don't invite me. Yeah, I can't afford it. <laughs> we'll go to Outback. I can't afford myself to go. <laughs> but there's a certain sense of... Um, atmosphere mm-hmm. that you require when you're paying a hundred dollars for something you could go down the road and outback i could and get, get it at 20. costco i could get that cut of steak at costco for probably 40 bucks i do it myself but then i'm doing it myself yeah so heather and i absolutely agree when i have pickup on cookie days i take a shower i put on my real people clothes instead of the sweats and gym clothes i normally wear mm-hmm. because 
that's a part of the sale. From the first time they talk um, to you and they reach out and your first experience, probably via the internet in some form or fashion, to that last day when they're coming to pick up their order, it is a luxury item and it needs to have a luxury experience. So when we're talking about those pencil cookies I'm selling, um, the way that they're packaged is luxury. Good, because they're at the luxury price. Uh, So someone's picking up 15 of them. So I have a brown bag they're going to be in with a bow on the side with uh, yellow tissue paper and white tissue paper mm-hmm. because her experience, even though she's gifting them, she's my client. That's who I care mm-hmm. about. So I want her experience when she comes to pick it up to match the price tag she's paying for it. Now, and bringing it back to spelling and grammar, how was your conversation, your text, your uh, messenger conversation with these very warm and friendly, very professional. So I'm not doing XOXO because I'm not going to kiss her and hug her when I see her. Um, Are you adding emojis? I'm probably just one pencil emoji to say thank you for ordering the pencil cookies. Just closing out the conversation. Yeah, I don't do a lot of emojis. I want to keep it sweet to the point. I want to provide value. I would use full and complete sentences. I wouldn't ask really abrasive or short questions like, when you when are you picking up? Like how many? Hey, how how you know? Okay, the pickup stays on in Burke at ten. Is that okay for you? Instead of Burke ten, okay? Question mark. Um, we really want to have that. I'd rather you give too much information than be abrasive. Yes. So the way I ended each one of the conversation is: Let me know if you have any questions between now and Monday. If not, I will see you for pickup on Monday. I appreciate you reaching out, and thank you so much for supporting my small business. So I'd say very professional professional level speak yeah um even in dms so whatever you broadcast from your facebook page to the facebook group you posted in to your dms should be that very cultivating friendly um high-end mm-hmm. feel if we were talking to teenagers i'm going to ch- adapt my the way i write to be more friendly with what they're expecting mm-hmm. right so that if i'm talking to someone who's 13 for me to be like, hey, welcome so much to my amazing shop. How can I help you today? Maybe a little different if I'm like, hey, how can I help you? Yeah. You know, and we kind of adapt that, you know, we had a landscaping client who said, I want you guys to write funny. Um, I want you guys to be like more of your personalities and less of the business formal. And that's the, what he was trying to cultivate. And we were able to marry professionalism with a little bit of puns on the side, but still keep it where no one thought, you know, I'm buying from these clowns over here. Right. So you can say, and like, if we were saying a greeting, um, hi, hello, hey, 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 that would be kind of the level that you're going to adjust for that type of target audience mm-hmm. you're going for. And Heather is talking about Grammarly, which me and her <sighs> swear by. But Grammarly is an extension you can add onto your... Chrome. I think Chrome, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it actually helps with your misspellings. Um, it helps with your grammatical sentence structure, errors. Yeah. grammatical errors, and uh, it's something we swear by. And it actually has a neat feature. I actually only use the free version, which is pretty awesome. I think maybe the paid version offers you saying like, hey, this seems a little too formal. This seems a little angry. It actually monitors sentence structure. I know, privacy laws, right? But um, it tells you, hey, you're coming across a little. Yeah. So if we had to suggest, I think I have a post going up about Grammarly soon uh, with the link. But if you go to Grammarly.com, it'll take you right to that extension that you can um, put on Chrome. Okay. Text number three is from Houston, Texas. Hey, twins. I'm posting. Is posting to your personal page tacky? I don't think people know I bake and I'd like to develop a reputation. I feel so awkward doing this. So Corey actually does this pretty well. So I never sell in my personal posts because I... I'm surrounded by friends and family, but I do appreciate their help when it comes to engagement, engaging with my content. So I'll post my bakes. 
And she'll post a funny caption, but never is she selling. They know she's made them. So Corey will be like, hey, spent five hours making this yesterday, just really proud of how it turned out or something kind of a funny caption or something like that. So Corey's selling without selling. She is building her personal reputation. There are, you have your friends ordered from you? They have. Right. So you are building your reputation without being inundating, without being too much, right? Right. So how you sell on your page is going to be different than how you attack your personal page. Yeah. Right? So I don't want anyone to ever feel uncomfortable when they come to my page. I like when they comment and things like that, that helps me. They order from me. That's great. I never throw it down there. Like, if you don't order from me now, are you truly my friend? <laughs> yeah. I would say kind of the way we say handle your VIP group versus your page would be kind of the similar way of handling your personal page. Like, Hey guys, I think I'm going to sell these two. Which one do you guys want? Now these are your friends and family. So they can be, oh, I really like the one on the left. Wish you did it in pink. Okay, fine. That's great. So yeah. you let them have a say. You've let them know that you're selling, but you've not sold to them. Right. So everyone knows I make cookies, but I've never quite ever sold it to them. They just DM you. Hey, you know. Uh, like you know, what you just posted. Yeah. So, like, and if you want to put a small watermark in the bottom right that direct people to your Absolutely. Facebook page or website, that works as yeah. well. And in my... And I suggest for people to do this. And if you feel like there's a privacy invasion, then it's absolutely fine. But in my work area on my profile, it says I teach classes with sugar cookie classes and I'm a baker at the crumbed cookies. Uh, So if they do a little digging, they're going to know exactly what I'm about. So, no, I do not think it is tacky. I think it would be tacky to constantly cross post from your page back to your from your business page to your personal page exclusively. Like that's all your that's content. That's all you did. That would be a little, well, just follow your page. Why do we need to be friends? True. Yes. I would just keep it a lot more casual, a lot more like, hey, guys, inside look. Oh, I'm super happy with these. Hey, made these for a friend. It's super nice. Thank you at Corey Miracle for buying from me. Yeah. So, no, I 100% think that you can. And those people want to support you mm-hmm. um, if you do it in a way that is supporting. Right. I would not. I would try to see if you could never use the word buy, sell, things like that. Um, on your personal page yeah. and still get the point across. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, text number three, text number four. These are two questions from a 571 area code, which happens this is to be way too local, Northern man. Virginia. <laughs> what is your favorite soda? Other and me share a love for Diet Coke. Exclusively, it runs through my veins. Corey <laughs> <laughs> needs to have water running through her veins, but... Um, how did you get into the niche of sugar cookie marketing? So a couple of years ago, I told Heather, I think I don't have a good hobby. I think my hobby at the time was getting my nails done. And Heather said, that's not a hobby. That's a spa day. So she said, what did something that interests you that you see on the internet? I said, I love watching those cookie decorating videos. And so why don't you just, why don't you do it? She's like, start by January and just see where it goes. Okay. January was the worst cookie. It was terrible. It was horrendous. I didn't even eat them. <laughs> it was it was bad, uh, but that's how we ended up getting into the cookie. So I said, usually when you put something, put some time behind something, people see the value in it, and a lot of people are asking for it. Um, I sometimes don't have enough time to make custom orders because we do work our agency full time, but our weekends are pretty clear. So we said, hey, let's teach cookie classes, um, and that's where that really started. So I do customs on the side. We teach cookie classes. I don't know if you heard this question, right? What? What do you think? Wait, wait. Without looking, what do you think the question was? Oh, <laughs> can we delete? No, <laughs> no. Okay, how did you? It says, from- how did you get into sugar cookie niche of marketing? Right, because I had to make sugar cookies. <laughs> 
Okay. That's how Corey got into sugar cookies. And from there, she joined a bunch of groups, as you would with any hobby. And she said, Heather, it's kind of funny. The logos are really big over each picture. It's kind. They don't really let you talk about pricing. Nobody really, they act like your location of where you're selling is a huge, you know, determination of how you can charge. Do you think people would be interested? Because we know marketing so well, we've done it so long. Do you think cookie bakers would be looking for a place to really learn how to sell this stuff? Heather said, absolutely not. (laughs) And then we started the group. (laughs) When it was just Corey and I talking to each other for a while. But listen, marketing is a universal language. It is not not something unique. I don't bake, but I can tell you how to sell. True. Right. Granted, it comes down to a little bit of talent, but Corey's got the talent. Photography is a nice camera, investing in the cameras, learning copy is just digging in there. There's many free courses on YouTube or if you like to pay. Corey and I are working. I know we say this every week. We will get a course (laughs) set up that really just helps you through this as it pertains to cookies. Okay, so that's how we got into it. We've been in it. Now we just applied it to a different subject. We could do the same thing if I wanted to. I do this same stuff when I try to sell like weird cars that I've owned. Yeah, Heather actually gets people. If she sells a car, Heather had a Dodge Viper. But if you didn't think she was cool before, I'm still not going to claim that she's cool now. Because 2008, Dodge Viper. <laughs> Heather had this Dodge Viper, but when she went to sell it because it had, I don't know, run its course, she wanted to get motorcycles was her new fancy. Um, she actually did the funniest car listing ever, but it was very informative. But people would email her and be like, oh my goodness, your listing is giving me life right so it's great copy but still being informative amazing photography so with a car i don't want five photos taken over the course of five years i want 25 photos taking taken in a parking lot that shows me each and everything about this car and then i want you to zoom in on any of the problems with that car and i want you to explain them to me first any doubts i want you to address and i want you to talk about it blah 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 blah. and then you can uh, i feel bad for the person who asked this question because not only did we avoid it and i told her about anyways and that's how we got into selling cars You cannot laugh so loud into the speaker. Stop being so funny. The little voice thing is so high. Stop being so funny. Okay. So that was our text. Thank you so much, everyone, who grabbed their phone after the last podcast and texted in. If you want to be cool like the other kids and text in, just text 571-556-5644. We will not text you back. You will we will not also not it. answer the question you've asked clearly. <laughs> we'll answer something. <laughs> or you can call. It goes straight to voicemail, too, so you don't have to listen to Absolutely. me. Your voicemails are great because it kind of breaks up our audio here, and we can drop them in. And then we can maybe stay, stay towards the question uh, you asked. <laughs> and that's how I was born in Northern <laughs> Okay. Okay. Now, group stuff. We are launching the 3 by 3 by 3 May challenge that is pretty simple comment on three accounts you follow comment on three accounts that follow you and comment on three accounts that neither follow nor follow you and that's a great time to get into hashtag research right Corey? yes i actually did this last the what was it did you have it in february or something Mm, march i did it in march and saw a ton of benefit from it so we changed it from three by three by three to 28 by 28 by 28 but it's still if you put in time on instagram that's how you can grow your following. This is a really easy baby step program. You just do it once every day for 30 days. Right. So join me. Join Heather. We're excited to do it with you. Um, and that will be coming up. Next is upcoming lives. We do have on Thursday, May 6th, um, coming up is how to create, build, and grow a cookie business newsletter with Jennifer Grow. Okay. I got to I just got to I got to step in here real Go quick. Go ahead. There was a thread about email marketing this week in the group. And a lot of people said, well, I don't do email marketing because I don't check my email. 
Where, Corey, is it your without logic? Uh, we are not our, our clients. In fact, you're the opposite. Because if you were your clients, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't be buying luxury <laughs> cookies. Right. You you guys are the opposite of people who buy from you because you're baking. Yeah, you, you saw that, wow, that was pretty expensive when I bought it that one time. Let me go home and learn this. Right. And then the people buying from you are like, wow, that's pretty expensive. I'm willing to pay rather than learn. So yes. we are the exact opposite. So we can't so much look at marketing through our own gla- glasses. Glass- glasses. Yes, glass. <laughs> there I am glasses. We got to look through the glasses of the other people. <laughs> our- we got to look at through the glasses of our target audience. So our target audience is not us. If you don't check email, email marketing, read a couple articles. Just Google it. Is email marketing effective? I think right now it is the second most effective way to market beh- behind text messages. Yeah. I love reading emails. Makes me feel popular when someone wants me to buy from mm-hmm. them. So send me an email. So it's there's a lot of things open. you can tweak on emails before you throw it out the window. Is your tagline, is your copy, do we have emojis in the subject line? I do read more email- emails. I have emails. <laughs> <What? struggling. laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry too. Okay. I'm going to move to the next one. So join us for that on May 6th, uh, which is a Thursday at 7 PM Eastern standard. Uh, all these will be Eastern. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Next is porch pop-ups for the rural communities and small towns by Jess Clapper. This is a great one because a lot of, we've actually had what, three or four lives mm-hmm. about pop-ups and mm-hmm. now the final excuse is, but I live in a rural town. So yeah. Jess, Jess is going to blow it out of the water. Sells in small towns. She's a pig farmer. She's amazing. Um, so that will be May 13th at 7. Then we have Instagram marketing with Courtney of Bakery Tico. She's phenomenal at it. I followed her for a while now. I called her the prompt queen. She is the prompt queen. She is good at creating engagement on Instagram. So that is May 20th at 7 o'clock, which is great. Then this is the next one is pretty cool. Relationships and baking with Lisa. That's May 27th at four. And that is how she has navigated um, with such a demanding thing that is cookies, baking. It's kind of a a solid solidarity thing. But how her and her husband came from the brink of being resentful over it to how they have made it work. So I am super excited about that one. And they have a really cool concept of their compromise. And now both of them are really happy doing what they want to do. I think so. And then we have graphic design and branding for sugar cookiers. Okay. She said, she texted me this yesterday or sent me a message, spoken in cook English. That's so hilarious. So she said she's going to relate it to cookies. Oh, that is. In a way that, because I know I get too technical most of the yes. time. Yes. And uh, Vanessa, Oh, this will be good. That's so Vanessa's f- actually done a, a, quite a few graphic design rebrands for people. In she the has. Yeah. So that's going to be May 31st at 7. Um with Vanessa, and then we did one. There's two lives that, if you haven't already, please Highly go back. Highly recommend. It was How to Nail Mother's Day Pre-Sales with Gina Marie Burke. It applies to pre-sales across the board. We just included Mother's Day because that's the next upcoming holiday. Right. Really awesome stuff there. She's Not to be foreshadowed by everything you ever wanted to know about teaching sugar cookie decorating classes with Corey Miracle. And Heather. We did two hours on that, so brace yourself. <laughs> but I think it was it was fully packed of all the knowledge you'd want to know True. about sugar cookie decorating, right? Classes. Classes. Yes. So if you missed those, go back. They're still hiding in the group somewhere. And then we are at our twin trysts. Goodness, we are already 16 minutes over. Go ahead. Oh, my goodness. I So I've been trying to go fast. Oh, absolutely not. Oh, my goodness. We talked fast. We just talked a lot. A lot. Well. Okay, so my twin trust. It was that your long story about how you got into cooking. That's why I said cut it. <laughs> I hate it. Sorry, guys. Please fast forward to that little part. <laughs> Okay, my two interests is uh, we live, if you're uh, you live the, in a swamp, we live in a swamp. The D.C. area is built on a swamp. It is so humid in the spring and summer months here that it does cause 
uh, icing bleed. And you feel like that's a rookie, a rookie issue, but I hit it every year around this time and it has caused me so much grief. So I'll do the, I'll finally do the perfect design and then come and wake up in the morning and like all my colors have bled together. Tie-dye cookies. <laughs> I'm specializing in tie-dye cookies <laughs> over here. Uh, so what I have done is I, I'm going to fix this problem. So I bought this dehumidifier. It is good enough for a 2,000 square foot house, but I put it in the tiniest room, my cookie room in my house. So I actually dehumidify the room before I start decorating. Mm-hmm. So when you walk in there, it feels like Arizona versus the swamplands we call home. Mm-hmm. Then we have a dehydrator, which pulls moisture also out of your icing. Um, and it's really been a game changer for me. So Heather said, I think more people want to talk about icing bleed and could learn from that. So those are the two steps. Have you, after implementing these, noticed a difference? A hundred percent. So no more icing bleed? Uh, it well, a lot of it does co- pertain to consistency too, so that's on me technically. But I like the sugary icing, so okay, so you, you can tweak things. But so, would you recommend if somebody was having icing bleed issues, a dehumidifier and a dehydrator? I would recommend that, and before you give up cookie decorating altogether and throw you know icing bags out the window, try those two things. You'll be surprised how much that dehumidifier will pull out of the air. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Um, I purchased a popple because the people in the group were talking about popples, and that's P-O-P-L. It is this NFC chip that you can tap your newer phone to, and it pulls up a profile. Um, it's a great way to share Instagram profiles. If you've ever seen an ad, it looks like a girl's leaving the gym and a guy's about to ask her out on a date, but her Uber's outside, so she taps her popple to his phone and runs out the door and he says, wow, now I can follow her on Snapchat, Instagram, and everything else. Mm. So for a business, you could do it. Here's the catch. So the popple lets you pick a few things. I didn't realize it's a payment per month if you want more features. Right. So, so that was four ninety nine a month. Which is in the scheme of things <sighs> not horrendous. But Heather did give us what you would rather recommend. So I did set up the popple today. Maybe I'll make a quick video on how it works okay. in the group. But um if you buy the popple that it's I think I had a coupon code so it was ten bucks, you get the basic features. I can send someone to Instagram, Facebook page, Facebook group. Uh, Spotify Snapchat. was on there? Spotify didn't work. Okay. No, you have to. It sends it only to Spotify profile. If you upgrade it, you can send it to business things. You yeah, cannot I send see. people to payment portals unless you pay $4.99. But you do have the option to send people to a website. Yeah. If you created a landing page with your payment portals on it, you could circumvent a lot of the monetary thing. Yeah, so you could send them to your website where then they could pay and check out. Yeah, however, I just don't think anybody over 35 is going to readily understand what a popple is right. without you having to sit there and explain how it works. So I would probably just recommend a QR code. And since the coronavirus has made QR codes have their comeback, yeah. a lot of people are more used to them now. Yeah, so people are using these popples at uh, pop-ups, which is ironic because yes. of the name. Pop-ups. But I would say I couldn't just imagine my mom figuring it out. No. In the time it took for her to probably call me and say, I don't know how to pay you. Right. So, so my problem thing is, I guess, sure, probably if you're going on a date from the gym and your Uber's <laughs> outside, I'm not sure that it fits perfectly for sugar cookie marketing. It is a good option as long as you also had an explainer on how it yeah. worked. So that is what I had for Twinterest. That was Heather's Twinterest. Sorry for the extra long podcast. Again. 50 minutes. 
But we bless, know how. Bless your souls and tune in next tune week. Tune in next week for further information on Corey's autobiography. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys.